0: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. It's time for The Finish Line with Mike Melby, a 93 7 the ticket and the ticket Start your
1: engine!
2: <laughs> Good evening and welcome into the inaugural episode of The Finish Line. I'm your host, Mike Melby, and I have got to. Tip my cap to Rico. Uh, he put the 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 open together, and I think his throat may be bleeding because I think that was actually Rico screaming. <laughs> That's one of the best intros I've ever heard. Um, I'm your host Mike Melby, Austin Orman, behind the board, and Rebecca Pearson joining me on the show as well. And we decided to start the show with some intros. I, I a lot of people know me that are in and around the racing community from me either in the pits or announcing at Eagle for over a decade or some, I don't know, demolition derbies and other crazy things that I've uh, had a microphone in my hand for, but uh, that's also been a long time ago. And then Rebecca, your background is beyond fascinating to me. And we want to make sure everybody has an understanding of, of what you've done prior to your move to Lincoln, Nebraska, because you talk about fascinating in a world that I think, would be spectacular to live in. I cannot wait to hear some more stories. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you. Um, how did you get in with Exxon? And then how did you learn about and what was it like when you're? they're like, okay, well, yeah, we need you involved with racing and figure it out, go. What? what how did that transpire?
3: Yeah, it's actually a long journey in ExxonMobil. And I'll spare everybody the uh, effort of getting to ExxonMobil, but I was basically interning during my MBA uh, in graduate school in Washington, D.C., and was working for a market research company. And they were supplying research to uh, mobile at the time because this was pre-merger. And I was well into my 30s. Uh, I was an old graduate student. And so naturally when they were looking for someone to hire for market research, our company recommended me. I was the most mature person there. (laughs) Um, So I went for an interview and it was like love at first sight. The, The people that interviewed me all had been in the Navy. I grew up in the Navy. Uh, I wore this dress that my girlfriend never lets me lets me forget it. That I wore this dress that looked like a Navy outfit. I wasn't trying to do that because I didn't know at the time. But anyway, I ended up getting hired uh, just as a market research person. And from there, uh, the merger happened shortly after that. I was there for a couple of years. The merger with Exxon, the largest merger in the world, occurred in 1999. And right about that time, they came and identified me and said, would you like to go to Belgium? I was like, why would I go to Belgium? <laughs> I'm just a market research person, whatever. Anyway, this was a short version of kind of putting me on a development track. So I was an expat in uh, Europe. Uh, and uh, when I came back, uh, they made me the global brand manager for Mobile One. So that's where the fun starts. The rest is, uh, and this is all lubricants. I, I worked in the lubricants division for ExxonMobil my entire career, which is very unusual to do. Uh, but when I was uh, became the global brand manager for Mobile One, of course, you're going to learn a lot about racing and oil and, all those things. So that's how it started. And, uh, and then I, I, uh, certainly got involved in racing with a, uh, a friend of mine who took me to the drag strip and, you know, the rest is history as far as getting behind the wheel versus, uh, running, a, a, a motorsports program.
2: That's crazy. Um, so you've met a couple of people, uh, along the way because you're hanging out, you, you were, involved with the marketing with formula one Mm -hmm. is that correct absolutely yes so you and lewis hamilton are like best friends
3: yeah we're not really best friends now but we were then (laughs) (laughs) and i have some great stories and some good ones with tony stewart who uh i did the deal with uh, tony stewart for the company so that's one thing i love too but tony and Lewis had a great relationship uh, and I could tell my Watkins Glen story, which is you know definitely worth it. And the videos are still out there. So
2: some good stuff. Oh, we will have to get to those stories. We'll do it <laughs> on another episode, but yeah, a little, little foreshadowing. Yes. So uh, my background, cause I don't know that, that, you know, like the little nugget, the acorn that got planted for me with racing uh, 1974, we lived in Dallas and a friend of my dad's that he worked with had raced sprint cars and I think they were called Modifieds at the time, but had race sprint cars uh, for years. And two years prior, he was involved in a wreck and got burned. And he had two little girls, like three years old and five or three years old and one year old. And his wife, um, who is a very dear friend of mine to this day, and a uh, southern woman that you do not argue with, said, you are no longer racing. And he said, absolutely. I agree 100%. And he retired from racing. He actually was from the Lincoln area and raced up here for many, many years, go down there. And my dad, he tells my dad, I want to take you and your family to devil's Bowl speedway in Mesquite, Texas. It's where I used to race. And I show up little seven year old and I am glued to the fence. They had to keep bringing me back into the stands because they're like, you can't be by the fence when the race is going on. And I'm like, I don't really care. I'm seven. And I kept going up fell in love with the sport, came back to Nebraska about a year and a half later and had an opportunity to go to Midwest Speedway. Very first night out there, uh, we were supposed to cheer for a guy named Jerry Stanford. He was a friend of the people that brought us. And a guy by the name of Lonnie Jensen pulled in and he was driving the 7C Kaufman electric car and they called him the Black Bandit. And now 10-year-old me is like, the, the, the excuse me, what Black Bandit? That's my guy. And they're like, no, 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 you can't cheer for Lonnie. And I'm like, he's the Black Bandit. Don't tell me who it, no. And they're like, no, you got to cheer for Jerry. I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Races are over. Lonnie wins the heat. He wins the dash. He wins the feature. And he's got a line of people over in the pits to sign autographs, all that stuff. I don't have anything for him to sign. I've never asked anybody for an autograph. I just go up and start talking to him. 15 minutes later, uh, the people that brought me found me. I'm sitting on his right rear tire, and we, him and I are having a conversation. I don't remember it. He doesn't really remember it, although I remember being there. I don't remember what the conversation was, but I instantly was in love with sprint car racing, became a huge fan of Lonnie's. Lonnie's a good friend of mine now. Uh, me and his son are great friends. Uh, Tyga and I were actually at my place last night watching uh, the World of Outlaws show, and then we jumped on and played World of Outlaws online <laughs> racing. So, um, but that's where it started for me my love for racing and that 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 just passion for sprint car racing and dirt track racing which then leads me to the question is dirt track racing better than pavement racing because right. I, I think i tipped my hand i'm kind of a big time dirt track guy you were around a lot of pavement racing. Why is pavement racing better than dirt track?
3: Yeah, I don't know that it is, right? I don't even have the experience of getting behind the wheel. I'm afraid to, because I, I love racing, right? So, you know, it's addictive, I think. Oh, yeah. you know It doesn't really matter, I think, uh, what car you're behind or what what you're driving. If you like racing, you like racing, right? There's something going on about it. But for me, I was I started uh, first in a drag strip, which is where a lot of people do, right? Because you can pretty much take a street car anywhere, go Friday night, anywhere in this country, and, and run your car. Uh, And I started that. I wasn't very good at it, though. So I quickly went to road racing, uh, which I was much better at. And, of course, I got into autocross. Those things kind of tend to go together. Uh, So that's when I fell in love with it because I'm competitive internally, not necessarily competitive with other people. So time trials in an autocross, you know, makes sense. Uh, And then just kind of getting on the road course. I would love to get in the dirt, though. I think that would be fun. So you tell me. What's it like dirt racing?
2: Uh, Dirt racing. I've had the opportunity to uh, some... I'll call them maybe not the brightest uh, drivers at Eagle Raceway from the 10 years I announced there allowed me to put a helmet on and jump in their car and hot lap them. Um, It's driving on ice, but it's far more under control because obviously if you're on ice there, no matter what you do, you're going to, you know, spin and that type of stuff there is traction to find. Uh, But it is, it is literally like driving on ice and on gravel. Uh, When you go into the corner, uh, from a sprint car standpoint alone, you've got a larger right rear than a left rear, which means as your car is going down the straightaway, it's going to want to turn left. Well, it needs to because it's going 100 miles an hour and it's going to go around a track that's got four turns that's only a third mile long and you're going 100 miles an hour. You got to be able to turn. Left turn. For an <laughs> and a lot of times it's a quick little twitch to the left and then you're turning left and your your front tires are right to make sure you don't spin out. Um, it's something that, that is, we've all done it. You can learn how to do it. Uh, but that the first time you kind of get on yeah. the edge of, am I, yeah. am I going to spin out? Yeah. Your heart rate goes up. Oh, yeah. You kind of, your heart's in your throat. It's a little nerve wracking. Um, cause you don't have that control. We've all lived with our entire lives driving on pavement. You know, if you're messing around when you're a kid and you take a corner fast, you fishtail. tail, yep. you don't know what to do. You it's, don't
3: you, what, No, you know, floor it. Yeah,
2: Keep your wheel spin going. Keep going forward. That you don't understand that until you jump on a dirt track and then it's like, oh
3: yeah so in pavement we do skid pads right so to get comfortable because you're going nine tenths you know you, to be the fastest one around the track you got to push it as much as you can so you got to know when your car's getting ready to break loose so you do a lot of skid pad training which i'm sure is more like uh you know driving on the dirt when it's wet and it's getting around but you know, the first time you spin out it's freaky you're like your heart's going a mile a minute you're like oh my gosh is somebody gonna crash into me like all those things go through your mind once you've done it once it's like okay i got that under my belt now i'm ready to push the limit but that that is the name of the game. I'm sure it's the same in dirt, right? You're, you you got to get nine tenths or, or as much as you can out of that car in order to beat people. The rest is strategy and and uh, you know mental.
2: <laughs> it, it really is, and it's very interesting because the way you drive a dirt car depends on the track, not only the conditions of the track, but the style of the track. And last night um, at Tri-State Speedway in Hobstad, Indiana, the World of Outlaws were there. Imagine Martinsville, the the paperclip that it is only not quite as long and with the, the corners, not quite as banked. And you have a car that weighs 1,425 pounds with 900 horsepower. Crazy. And as, as Ty and I were watching that last night, I it's first time I've seen a race there. I'm noticing that the guys that drove the car um, as hard as they possibly could, like they were trying to spin out. Like they literally were like throwing a haymaker every corner. Yep. Those are the faster guys Mm -hmm. you do that at other tracks and forget it. You're going to be the slowest guy, but that's, that's what's so interesting and intriguing the the shape and the layout of the track Uh, Eagle raceway spent 10 years uh, announcing. And I, I think I've turned in excess of 10,000 laps at Eagle raceway, like probably 30 of them, 40 of them, hot lapping and 9,950 of them driving a tractor with either a foot or a disc or something behind (laughs) me or the grader or the water truck or whatever. Um, But that track is so tricky and I don't care what class of car local drivers that go out to Eagle that, that run that place the way it's supposed to be run to put on a show for the fans and to be fast and all that. I'll tell you what, it takes a special kind of talent. That's not something that you're going to be able to just jump out of the stands into a car and go run Eagle. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it, it clicks and it, it seems easy, but it is, it is because of the banking yeah. and and it tends to be rough in turn one it just has for years it's an underground spring all, all the race fans and racers know about the spring in turn one and the whole in turn one but it is such a unique track it is one of the most fun places that there is to go watch a race and if you ever have the opportunity to drive a car out there and and local racers who are driving your whether it's a friday night flyer stock car uh pro-am a late model a modified or a sprint car. You know how interesting that track is.
3: So I had a chance to run at Gateway. So next, really? uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, the NASCAR Cup Series is at Gateway this coming uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, actually, and uh, yeah, they have an infield road course. So you half the course is on the bank, and the other half is in the road course. So what you're doing is you're coming out of the bank and then t- hanging a sharp left into the infield road course. But if you've never been on a bank of any kind, that feeling, first of all, it's a rush and a half. But that wall comes right up to you quickly, right? That's very easy if you don't know how to push your car and how to manage your car. And I'm sure you know you got similar things. I'd be interested in what the slope differences are in a a gateway nascar uh, oval versus a a dirt track right we might have to to, yeah because that's uh that's it looks a lot steeper and when you stand on it like a daytona you're standing on the upper part of that track and looking down you're like holy mackerel this is steep you know it doesn't look that way on tv but when you're standing at top of it or when you're driving it you're like oh my gosh i'm like you know you're not really that's probably only 30 or 40 degrees or something like that but you feel like you're on your side only (laughs) (laughs) only yes
2: (laughs) eagle eagle when when i worked out there eagle was I, I want to say it was in the, the, the low to mid 20s, about 22 to 25 degree, depending on the the portion of the track. And I can tell you as <sighs> I tended to be one that would entertain in really dumb ways during uh, rain delays. We played music out there. Rick Schweiger, who's now Rick Allen uh, on the, the yep. NBC broadcast at NASCAR. Rick and I were out there for a long time. We introduced music uh, during the breaks between races while they're getting awesome. lined up. Uh, we tried to turn it into a party and it we, we let's face it the lincoln stars it's a hockey themed bar when it was at its best in town when i was doing play-by-play and we yeah. were selling the place out 28 of the 30 nights a year it was a hockey themed bar we played music it was a giant party every time the stars took the ice oh by the way they were usually pretty damn good and it was also <laughs> great because they were winning and scoring and fighting but at eagle we tried to turn it into to fun to a party we wanted people to want to come out there to be entertained, not only by the cars on the track, but by what Rick and I were doing. And so we would do uh, giveaways. Uh, the, the Nebraska lottery jumped on and we were throwing tennis balls into the crowd that we called them Powerballs. And people would win scratch-off tickets or lottery tickets or whatever they, the Nebraska lottery would give for uh, whatever the prizes were every year. And it was fantastic. But during rain delays, I decided one night on a Friday night, and there's only on Friday nights, we ran a stock car class. Uh, it's back in the, the late nineties and early two thousands. And then on Sundays or Saturdays, we ran sprints and modifieds. And so the crowd on Friday was normally a little bit smaller and it was kind of a threat of rain and we only had like 400 people in the stands and it starts to rain. We're looking at radar. And we're like, I, oh, you know what? I think we're going to be okay. It's going to pass. And it started taking a little bit longer to pass than we had expected. And I'm like, and the crowd's kind of just mulling about and Rick looks at me and he's like, we got to do something. And I was like, I got an idea. You know, I'm an idiot. I'm 30 (laughs) years old. I've got every solution to every problem. If someone's bored, let's go hill slide. So I go into the pits and where the cars come off the track and go into the pits, it's a pretty steep, you know, from the the front stretch into turn one, except you just keep going straight and you're in the pits. It's a pretty steep little hill. Well, then you're going down the track, which is banked at 22 to 25 degrees. It's pouring rain. And I decide I'm going to jump off the berm or the, the cushion at the top of turn one and slide down the track on my belly. Cause we used to do hill sliding when you're a yeah, kid sure. out, whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: First attempt was fantastic. I couldn't have landed better palms first kind of knees <laughs> hit and slid down and, and ran into the berm and got soaked with mud and water. And the like 220 people still in the stands are like, ah, oh, it was awesome. Ha <laughs> ha. Look at that idiot. So I'm like, oh, wow. The crowd's cheering. I got to do that again. <laughs> I slipped jumping off the cushion, fell weird, landed on my chest and fractured three ribs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, knock the wind <laughs> out of me. Uh I never actually that's the first time I've ever admitted publicly because they asked me if I was hurt. I was like, I, I
3: too late now, it's on I, record, I, dude. I'm fine. <laughs> Don't
2: worry about me. Uh, but we would do stupid things like that. But that was always the thing. Yeah. We wanted to make it fun and entertaining. For well, people.
3: it's a great thing about the motorsports community and one of the reasons we want to do this show. It's a very tight community, but it's also a great fan experience, And oh. especially when you're in a town like this and you have a local track, especially dirt tracks. I think they're just they're very much a family experience, plus that you can do all those things there and take the whole family. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You're supporting your local community and it's a very tight knit group so like bringing all the racers together to me is is a great thing because they wouldn't often in our case never have a radio show locally this is i hope something very unique that people want to want to do but we want to hear from the fans and and the racers well and
2: that's the key thing for the inaugural show you and i kind of kick some ideas around we've got gosh i think between the two of us probably 20 different segment ideas yeah and it's we we both know enough about you know what we're going to do an hour we're going to chat a little bit we're going to get the feel from some people we know are listening we're going to do some some reach out to locally. I know I'm going to uh, do everything I can to get out to Eagle next weekend. Things went sideways yesterday, didn't make it out there. But uh, going to go out there next weekend, I believe next weekend as well, is uh, the Sports Car Club of America event out at the Airport the Air Park. Yep. I, I That's something I'm, I knew it went on. I've yep. never been out. I've got to go see it. We're going to go talk to people. We want to get people involved that are from uh, the Lincoln area uh, on the show. If you've got some stuff to share, we don't care. Reach out to us. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at nlb Sixty Seven. you can email Rebecca here at the station, Rebecca at yep. the ticketfm.com. Uh let us know some ideas. We have our own, but that's the thing is it's not our show. It is the racing community of Lincoln, Nebraska's show. That's what it's about. We want it to be about the racers, about the racetracks, about the car clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just racing because you were talking about racing, yeah. about drag racing. We all did it when yep. we were a kid. Yep. There's this street just two blocks that way. It's <laughs> right. called O Street. Yep. I can promise you I have raced on O Street. Yeah. I can promise you 90% of the population in Lincoln yes. at some point probably raced yes, on O Street. Yes, and they're racing
3: by my house sometimes. So, yeah. you know, so please don't you do go. it after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so
2: that's kind of our introductory, uh, I guess segment for the finish line. It's it's kind of what it is. It's Rebecca's a, a massive racing fan, has had the bug for many, many years, has had awesome opportunities. I've had the bug for many, many years. I love racing. I love the community of racing. The family that is in and around Lincoln Nebraska, the racing community is second to none. Uh, the only one that can compete with it, I'll be honest with you, is the family of the Lincoln Stars hockey team. I was there for 15 years. It's insane. But uh, we have the passion for it. We know the the community does, and we want everybody to be a part of it. So one of our segments we know we're going to do, it's going to be called Victory Lane. And we're going to kind of get you caught up on who went to Victory Lane here in the last week or weekend uh, in racing in a lot of different national series and locally. And uh, we'll do that when we come back on the finish line right here on 93.7 The
4: Ticket. Rico here with HIS Auto Care at 70th and Van Dorn, letting you know HIS is a great place to bring your vehicle for service. With superior service bumper to bumper, we'll treat your vehicle like it's your mother's. It doesn't get any better than that. So call 402-488-8934 and HIS Auto will make you glad you did. 5% off, mention this ad, and for sure your mother be proud you called. 402 488 8934 HIS Auto Care, 7th and Van Doren. God bless you.
5: Constructors is now hiring for all positions, with laborers starting at $20 and up based on experience. Constructors has immediate job openings for laborers, mechanics, bridge builders, operators, and drivers. Start your new career today. Constructors offers great pay, health, dental, and vision insurance, time off, paid holidays, and so much more. Join the crew today and be a part of Nebraska's oldest paving company dating back to 1908. For a complete list of openings and to apply online, visit constructorslincoln.com.
1: GE Landscape Supply. Stop by for the Spring Landscape
6: Day sale with almost everything on sale. Get 15% off of mulch, 10% off decorative rock, 20% off of flagstone, 25% off a of decorative cobblestone, 15% off of stone edging, and 10% off soils. Save up to 25% rain or shine from May 1st through the 6th at GE Landscape Supply for the Spring Landscape Day's sale. Open Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday from 7
3: a.m. to 4 p.m. Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric is the call I make when I have a need for plumbing services. Whether it's for my home or office, if I need a repair to a water heater, softener, or even my garbage disposal, I know I can count on Action to help. In one simple call, their amazing customer service team promptly schedules a service call, often getting to my needs within a day. Action delivers honest, quality services we can count on. To learn more, visit ActionLincoln.com.
1: Hi, it's Charlie Stone again, and with me on the line, Andy Goodyear, General Manager of Honda of Lincoln. Andy, I know how proud you and everyone at the dealership are to earn the prestigious Honda President's Award year after year, 17 times. Tell our listeners what it means to you and your customers. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, all of us are extremely proud to have earned this award, and I want all of our customers to know it's not just earned by one person's effort. It's the entire dealership sales, parts, and our amazing service department. 17 times. Wow. How does that compare to other Honda dealers? This award is only given to the most elite dealerships that demonstrate excellence. We really do strive to go above and beyond for the ultimate customer experience before and after the sale, Charlie. That's why for 2022, Honda of Lincoln is once again Nebraska's number one volume Honda dealer. Come experience the Honda of Lincoln way of doing business, 27th and Yankee Hill Road, or online at HondaofLincoln.com.
0: America's been around since 1776. That's nothing. America's still just learning how to party. The Irish? The Irish have been doing it for thousands of years. Party the Irish way at McKinney's Irish Pub in the Haymarket. They've got your favorite Irish beers on tap, along with all the locals and domestics. Plus, great house cocktails, a huge selection of Irish whiskey, and the best Irish pub food in town. See the full menu and list of specials online at mckinneyspub.com. Or just head down there, McKinney's Irish Pub at 7th and P in the Haymarket. Gaina Trucking is hiring CDL Class A and B drivers. Gaina Trucking guarantees a 40 hour work week year round, and their strong team culture makes it not a job, but a career. Gaina Trucking offers health, vision, and dental insurance, 401k with company match, an employee assistance program, and other bonus programs. Build a better career today with great team culture at Gaina Trucking. Learn more and apply today at gainatrucking.com.
6: Hi, Sean Callahan here of HuskerOnline.com inviting you to join us here on 93.7 The Ticket. Every Saturday morning now in our new time, we're on from 8 to 9 with the weekly Husker online radio show. We'll give you the latest in recruiting. We'll talk about what's going on with both football, basketball, and we'll probably share a few stories from the inside. It's every Saturday morning right here on 93.7 The Ticket. It's the Husker online radio show from 8 to 9 a.m.
1: On the block with Stricken Austin. From
2: recruiting to what you saw on the field, what you heard in postgame, what grade do you give
5: Nebraska this spring game weekend?
1: It's an A. It's it really is an A. I, feel, I, I don't think Nebraska football has been in this good of a position trajectory-wise for, for a long, long time. I really feel like that's 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 a, that's a strong state statement that I, I feel like that's true. weekdays from two to four on 937 the ticket
6: and the ticketfm.com. Tailored Life is now open in Bennett. Make the short drive down Highway 2 for tons of items for your home, for both indoors and outdoors. Check out their variety of potted trees, shrubs, vines, perennials, and colorful annuals, plus porch pots and landscape lighting to enhance the outside of your home. Don't forget their home goods for indoors, plus convenient drinks and snacks, most which are produced locally. Visit Tailored Life today in Bennett and stay tuned to their Facebook page at Tailored Life 360 for food truck events coming up. Back to the
0: finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Shout out to
3: Isaac.
2: Welcome back to the finish line. I am your host, Mike Melby. That is Rebecca Pearson. And driving the finish line tonight, Austin Norman. I, again, I got a big props to Rico for the, uh, the intros and the rejoins. Fantastic, fantastic music. I love it. Uh, big thanks to Isaac chiming in uh he goes i didn't know that there was a a local racing show on the radio you know what isaac we didn't either until 28 minutes ago because this is episode one or it's not really an episode because <laughs> we're just going to keep doing these every sunday night at seven o'clock right here on 93.7 the ticket and we're, we're going to talk all kinds of racing I'm a, I'm a dirt car enthusiast love sprint cars world about laws Love the high limit racing series with the choose cone. We'll talk a little bit about that later on all-star circuit of champions, Tony Stewart. How about Tony Stewart? Uh, 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 top alcohol dragster I know NHRA champion at Vegas last week. Yep. There is nothing. The dude cannot drive. Oh my true. gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to beg on the first episode, but can I beg and can, is there any chance at some point on this show we might be able to get Tony Stewart? Oh,
3: yeah, I'm sure we can. Right. We just have to work around schedule, planet, and everything else. Okay. But yeah, absolutely. Nice. So so there you go. <laughs> we will work fans. that.
2: We'll uh, we, we may have a, a conversation with Tony Stewart sometime in the in the in the, <laughs> the future. We also want to hear from the race fans. Uh, Hit us up on the Sutter Heyman text line 402-464-5685. If you want to call in, talk some racing with us, please do. Same number, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. And I say we want to talk about all kinds of racing, and I'm going to prove it because right now I'm going to go through one of the segments I want to make sure we do on this show each and every week. It's called Victory Lane. And I'm going to run through what has been going on in racing here in the last week. I'm going to start out with NASCAR Cup. Uh, the winner today, Mother Nature. It seems that Mother Nature is leading the points in a lot of different series. Uh, the race at Dover will take place starting at 11 o'clock Central tomorrow uh, as it has been rained out. The Xfinity Series did get done yesterday. Ryan Truex took home the win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Dover. He started 12th. Point leader Austin Hill was fourth. Their next race is at Darlington on the 13th of May. So they're taking next weekend off. Truck Series, they're off until Next weekend, where they race at Kansas, by the way, at Kansas is where the Cup Series is next week as well. So you got the Cups and the Trucks, uh, Cup Series and the Trucks at Kansas for NASCAR next week. High Limit Series, that is Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet's Touring Sprint Car Series. They said, you know what? Drivers and owners don't make enough money, and the promoters are taking them too much. So we're going to promote, but we're going to pay a heck of a lot more. $23,023 to the winner On Tuesday night at 34 Raceway in West Burlington, Iowa, Anthony Macri, the concrete kid, who last year was the winningest sprint car driver in the United States by based on total number of wins. uh, Young man is really coming into his own. He's not officially with the World of Outlaws. I believe he's going to run the full series with the All-Stars again this year. But uh, he he was on it, took over late in the race, and pulled away. He picks up the win, wins 23,000, and $23 go back a couple of weeks uh, to the inaugural Lakeside or the inaugural high limit series at Lakeside down in Kansas City for this season. And it was uh, Young Gun, Gio Selzy, taking home a $50,000 first place prize. And the purse is that big all the way through. That's what Larson and Sweet are saying, man. Hey, we know there's money to be made with the streaming numbers now and all that type of stuff. So we want to make sure that we get uh, the drivers some more money in their pocket when they're going from here to there. We're going to put a Tuesday race right in between. It's done really well so far. Car counts are in the fifties world of outlaws Friday night. They were at tri-city speedway in Granite city, Illinois. David gravel picked up his fourth win of the season. That also is his 80th career world of outlaw. win. he was second in the points until last, excuse me, until last night when his rear end broke, when they were racing at tri-state speedway in Hobstad, Indiana. First time ever that Brady Bacon The Macho Man has won a World of Outlaws race. He has been second and on the podium, actually in Hobstadt, numerous times. Last time was five years ago, but Brady Bacon gets his first career World of Outlaw win, 150th different driver to win a World of Outlaws feature event in now the 46th season for the World of Outlaws. Next weekend, May 5th and 6th, it is Let's Race 2 at Eldora, Tony's Track in Rossburg, Ohio. That is going to be fantastic. Uh, The All-Stars are going to Champions, their winner over the weekend was Mother Nature. Uh, again, rained out. Uh, Thursday, they are going to be at Atomic Speedway in Chillicothe, Ohio. Silver Crown USAC cars rained out. Next race is going to be on the 7th at Terre Haute Action Track in Terre Haute, Indiana. That is one of the best places ever to watch any kind of car race. Uh, Silver Crown Series for USAC will be there next week. AMSOIL USAC National Sprint Cars, four straight rainouts. They're going to try to get it done with the Outlaws at Eldora on the race for two next weekend on the 5th and 6th. Uh, The NOS Energy Drink USAC Midgets, they have yet to start their season. They'll kick it off at Belleville at the high banks, except I don't think it's at the high banks. It's at the smaller track. Uh, Too dangerous anymore, evidently, to run anything other than the three Oh five nationals that they run at Belleville at any rate, uh, five, 19 and 20, May 19th and 20th. That's when the NAS energy, NAS energy, USAC midgets will kick off their season. NHRA top fuel. Uh, they're in Concord, North Carolina. I don't have the final results. It was still going on, uh, later on this afternoon, but, uh, they're going to be at route 66 raceway in Elwood, Illinois coming up in a few weeks on the 19th through the 21st. And again, big shout out to Tony Stewart, uh, taken the pro alcohol dragster title at las vegas last week he ran second in his heat today uh i believe so we'll see how he played out uh with him and we're going to cover top fuel uh funny car and pro stocks plus pro stock motos and if tony's winning we may have to cover the top (laughs) alcohol dragsters too uh dirt crown series that is a local series for those that don't know the dirt crown series is a local series uh that races um stock cars And it is uh, throughout Nebraska. And it's a pretty cool little series. And we're going to make sure that we keep up to date with them. They got rained out. Seems like the theme of the weekend. Yeah, seriously. Uh, That race, it was supposed to be at Stewart Speedway. They're going to move it to uh, the 7th. So the race with the Dirt Crown Series will be uh, May 7th at Stewart Speedway. Last night at Eagle Raceway in the sprints, Adam Gillian brought home the title uh, or brought home the, the A feature win. Cole Wayman won the Modifieds. Joe Fahen won the sport Mods stock car winner last night at Eagle Raceway. Kyle Vanover, Neil Pella won the hobby stocks. And then Beatrice, we're going to take care of Beatrice as well. Uh, They're still dark on the season. They kick things off next weekend on the 5th. And uh, that's going to be victory lane for this one. If we work more in because we have people call up or text us or email us or hit me up on Twitter and say, hey, why don't you cover this series or that series? And we're like, hey, you know what? We'd never heard of it or sorry, we forgot about it. We're going to make sure we let you know who was in victory lane in those series. But when we say the finish line is about all kinds of racing, yeah. so, I can promise you once October rolls around. <laughs> I don't know how, if we'll go all year just because it kind of seems we may have to take a few weeks off. Oh, we might. I don't
3: know. But there's a lot of racing going on no matter what.
2: There Still there is one of them I can promise you that I'm going to cover is going to be the RC car racing at hobby town. There you go. Because I run sprint cars, uh, an Eastern dirt modified. I'm going to buy a late model. So I'm going to run three classes, uh, at hobby town here. Uh, once the season gets going for RC car. racing. Oh, and I
3: love RC cars. Don't get me started. So, so, you know, that was a great roundup, Mike. And remember we were just doing a little brainstorming before we started the show of yep. all the race series we could cover. I just did a brain dump right before here. Cause Kay. I was like, okay, what can we cover? So rally, which is a little bit oh, of uh, right. So that hits all of our uh, passions of pavement and dirt Yep. road course. Of course, you got ovals, racetracks, drag drifting. I totally forgot about drifting, which is kind of whatever that is a hybrid between dirt and pavement, I yep. think. Right. Then autocross, then we've got ATVs, jet skis. We talked about, cause I've done a little bit of that. We got into horses. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so laughs> <Arts. you've, so
2: laughs> I've been in and around racing. I've done this, that you jet ski raced.
3: I have. Yeah. Well, you know, racing is kind of like club events, I would say. Right. Still. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been to the races. I've watched the races. I've helped start the races because I was I was dating somebody at the time that was jet ski racing. So you're holding the jet ski until they take it off, right? It's a little bit like the pushing of the sprint car. We can, <laughs> you know, talk about that later. So same kind of a thing. But yeah, when you're doing cones and and uh, also you're doing lots of tricks, right? There's all all kinds of tricks you can do with jet ski racing.
2: My dad bought a Sea-Doo uh, GTX three person jet ski back in 2008. Don't ask why I remember 2008, but. <laughs> um, I asked the guy how fast it would go. And he said on absolutely perfectly calm water, you could get it up to 58 miles. Oh, an yeah. hour.
3: 60 to 65, maybe yeah. this
2: one, he said, 58 miles yep. an hour is top. That's
3: about right. Yep.
2: And I hit 55. I never could get it to go faster than 55. Yeah. So I don't know if I needed to get in and tune, which, well, then it wouldn't run if I would have tried to tune it. So I didn't, yeah. but I hit 55 and I, I used to do some pretty what i thought were spectacular tricks on that thing but with that much power it was easy to do
3: oh yeah definitely what can you could you submarine because that's yeah yeah yeah. it's it's harder for i think for women right because it's really heavy a 250 pound jet ski or whatever so my thing was more of doing i can do a headstand on a jet ski right you're doing uh, riding backwards any number of things on top of the the ski plus wave jumping of course right how high you can get on that Uh, most fun of all
2: i could tell you right now that um A hot summer day with a 30-mile-an-hour wind out of the (laughs) south-southwest at Harlan County Lake in south-central Nebraska. There's some pretty good-sized waves, and I got some pretty good air. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, yeah,
3: that's the thing you try to get is the highest air, the best jump and the nicest landing, right? Yep. It's like gymnastics to me, you know, is it a nine or a 10? You're trying to get that soft landing where your back doesn't hurt and you're not falling off your jet ski.
2: <laughs> yeah. Even as young as I was when we were, when I was doing all that stuff, there was a couple of times that uh, the back was a little sore. My my chiropractor got a visit uh, yeah. the next day yeah. when I got back into town. Yeah. So um, I, I and I love that.
3: I didn't finish my list. Oh, I was going to say okay. you still got more. Well, I got vintage Holy vintage smokes. racing, right? So we used to oh, watch yeah. Legends and yep. all that. And you guys have a great vintage car uh, club here, I think, you know, up and down O Street, of course. I uh, hit the mic. And then I was just thinking about um, mountain, mountain biking and racing and that kind. And, of course, you've got uh, bike racing. So we could go on and on. But anyway, those are the ones that hit my list.
2: I was going to say there's a BMX track that's like two oh, miles from my house. Cool. Yep. So I might have to go down and chat with them.
3: I might have to do that. I got, I got my mountain bike. I could, I could at least go out and try. I was going to say,
2: I got a specialized. It's kind a good of,
3: single track. Uh, I go cruise. That, <laughs>
2: may have to go try that. Yeah. Um. So one of the, uh, the things that we, we mentioned, you were talking about jet ski racing and kind of like getting pushed off with yes. a sprint car. And I want to touch on this story because uh, on the high limit room, which is a podcast that Kyle Larson and Brad sweet do um, they have a segment called hold them or fold them. And this week, Kyle Larson said, I know this is not going to be popular, but I wish sprint cars had starters. Right. <laughs> and he's like, I people don't hate me, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I get the sprint car enthusiasts out there, and Brad Sweet is like, Fold them, no, oh. <laughs> sprint cars don't have starters. And he said, I late model race, and the shows go so much smoother and so much faster and he was talking about when the sprint cars were a support class for the the late model show at Bristol and he goes it took an hour to run hot laps yeah and and he he's like just put starters in them no So I that's that's one that that we will we can go back and touch on too once uh, we we get a couple of weeks into this. And even just going around, I know when I I, I'm going to go meander through the pits at Eagle next weekend. I want to ask some of the sprint car guys.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I was doing a little research, you know, just uh, catching up here with uh, the modern day of racing in Nebraska. And, you know, this debate goes back decades of course right cuz you had that i guess that limited time when they actually tried starters and it was a big colossal fail yep and back we go right so as someone whitely said there you know if it was popular and worked we would still be doing it so there's a reason the series you know the cars went back to no starters so but the debate rages on and on but you know if you're a purist which i think a lot of racers are right we're purists uh, you know you just want to do it the way it started
2: i get it and i get the understanding of if, i mean the world we live in, everybody wants things shortened. I mean, there's pitch clocks in baseball, which right, I'm a they big an fan MLB, of. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I get it. But there is truly something about the push trucks, and I'll tell you what. I, I at some point on this show, I want to have uh, some of the guys that have been pushing at a eagle, because some of them have been there for thirty plus
3: years. Oh, Those that's their guys, life.
2: that it literally yeah. is, and and the job that they do is genuinely thankless. Um, I, I, I I'm sure it's happened. But I never heard it, and I don't think enough people ever told them thank you.
3: Yeah, and it is part of the strategy of racing, right? Is is your push truck? So it's it's all part yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And the, 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 but the guys, I mean, it's their own trucks, it's their own equipment, yep. it's their own tires. Uh, a, a gentleman that I knew very well uh, that pushed out there for years and years and years. He said he would go through an eight hundred dollars set of tires yep. every single year. Crazy. And it, trust me, he didn't make $800 pushing sprint cars no. <laughs> every Saturday night.
3: Nope, tires are it, right? So for, for uh, pavement, tires, of course, the same, but uh, brake pads, right? That's uh, that, a big that deal. As well. that so you spend a lot is. of money in brake pads and tires.
2: All righty. This is the finish line. I'm Mike Melby. That is Rebecca Pearson. Austin Orman running the board for us tonight. We're going to jump into a break, then come back on the other side. And we're going to talk about Alex Bowman and a fractured vertebrae that he suffered in a sprint car race. And James McFadden, World of Outlaw, driver of the Roth Motorsports, number 83. Him and his team got busted doping tires a couple of weeks ago at I-55 in Peevely We'll talk about those stories when we come back here on The Finish Line on 93.7 The Ticket.
0: Gaina Trucking is hiring CDL Class A and B drivers. Gaina Trucking guarantees a 40 hour work week year round and their strong team culture makes it not a job, but a career. Gaina Trucking offers health, vision, and dental insurance, 401k with company match, an employee assistance program, and other bonus programs. Build a better career today with great team culture at Gaina Trucking. Learn more and apply today at GainaTrucking.com.
6: They say that April showers bring May flowers, but May delivers a lot more than that at GE Landscape Supply. Stop by for the Spring Landscape Day sale with almost everything on sale. Get 15% off of mulch, 10% off decorative rock, 20% off of flagstone, 25% off a of decorative cobblestone, 15% off of stone edging, and 10% off soils. Save up to 25% rain or shine from May 1st through the 6th at GE Landscape Supply for the Spring Landscape Day sale. Open Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4
5: p.m. Experience cool blue waters right in your backyard. All in stock above ground swimming pools at Bonsall Pool and Spa are now 50% off. This offer is good through the end of May or until supplies run out. Our stock will go fast, so hurry in and claim your new pool now. And don't forget to stock up for the season with our spring chemical sale for any new or existing pool. Learn more at BondsAllPool.com or visit us at 33rd and Highway 2. Bonsall Pool and Spa, every day made
0: better.
4: Rico here with HIS Auto Care at 70th and Van Dorn, letting you know HIS is a great place to bring your vehicle for service. With Superior Service Bumper to Bumper, will treat your vehicle like it's your mother's. It doesn't get any better than that. So call 402-488-8934, and HIS Auto will make you glad you did. 5% off, mention this ad, and for sure your mother will be proud you called. 402-488-8934, HIS Auto Care, 7th and Van Doren. God bless you.
6: At first, I was really nervous and intimidated to buy a ring. I wasn't sure what I was getting into. My experience at Sutter Heyman was very easy. I felt like I walked out of
0: Sutter Heyman with the ring that was going to make her go wow and say yes.
1: I love my ring. It is so beautiful.
3: I absolutely love my ring. I get compliments on it all the time. I always tell them Sutter Heyman. Yeah, we would definitely recommend Sutter Heyman. Yeah,
1: it was great.
0: We're definitely, definitely coming back.
7: Sutter <laughs> <laughs> Heyman Jewelers, Lincoln and Grand Island. Sutter The Butchery by Venue is Lincoln's premier specialty grocers. Take the quality of venue home with you with our hand-cut steaks, handcrafted burgers and locally sourced offerings. Browse our wide selection of specialty products designed to enhance your dining experiences with cheeses, spices, sauces and more. We also have an exclusive collection of liquors, whiskeys and bourbons at prices you're sure to love. Stop in to the Butchery by Venue today, located in our Venue at Home storefront at 70th and Pioneers, just two doors down from Venue, Restaurant, and Lounge. Are you planting this spring? Make safety your priority. LES requires
3: any landscaping or trees to be planted a safe distance from electrical lines and equipment to give crews safe access. Visit les.com slash trees to learn more.
5: Too many people believe that chronic pain, allergies, or illness are permanent and something you're stuck with. Novotny Nutrition and Wellness has been proving that narrative wrong for 29 years and changing lives for the better in the process. Their team is trained in the newest, most advanced pain-relieving techniques and ways to deal with toxins, allergies, pollution, and emotion that make you ill. Call today for a free consultation at 531-254-5695 or go to com. Novotny Nutrition and Wellness, located at 7th and Superior. If you struggle with joint pain, there's good news. You don't need surgery to get back to full health. South Point Medical and Aesthetics offers breakthrough non-surgical options for treatment of moderate to severe joint pain. Our patients experience little to no downtime from our procedures, and the results are remarkable. They've had 14 years of treatment with patients from 35 states because of an effective word of mouth traffic. Learn more about how you can get lasting results for joint pain today at southpointmedical.com or call 402-323-8400. There's nothing quite like the Mercado by certified Piedmontese beef. The Mercado offers unique ingredients you can't find anywhere else, open every day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. The full-service butcher shop and retail store is wonderful for meat lovers with their exclusive certified Piedmontese beef and assorted sausages, plus other quality meats, including pork, chicken, and a wide range of the freshest seafood. Plus, every Friday from eleven to two, the Mercado serves up the best lunch in town on their Friday Feast menu. Stop in at the Mercado today at Eighty Fourth and Havlock, or visit their website at cpmercado.com to see current deals.
7: The Butchery by Venue is Lincoln's premier specialty grocers. Take the quality of Venue home with you with our hand-cut steaks, handcrafted burgers, and locally sourced offerings. Browse our wide selection of specialty products designed to enhance your dining experiences with cheeses, spices, sauces, and more. We also have an exclusive collection of at prices you're sure to love. Stop in Venue today. Located in our Venue at Home storefront at 70th and Pioneers, just two doors down from Venue, Restaurant, and Lounge.
6: Tailored Life is now open in Bennett. Make the short drive down Highway 2 for tons of items for your home for both indoors and outdoors. Check out their variety of potted trees, shrubs, vines, perennials, and colorful annuals, plus porch pots and landscape lighting to enhance the outside of your home. Don't forget their home goods for indoors, plus convenient drinks and snacks, boats which are produced locally. Visit Tailored Life today in Bennett and stay tuned to their Facebook page at Tailored Life 360 for food truck events coming up.
3: Getting experience to jump start a meaningful career can be difficult, and education can cost a fortune. Luckily, AmeriCorps can be the solution. With AmeriCorps, you'll earn a stipend and education award while helping people find professional skills and connections to help you to start a career you can be proud of. Visit serve.net
2: service to Nebraska
3: Broadcasting and the station.
4: Back to the finish
0: line with Mike Melby on 937 a ticket and the ticketfm.com.
2: Welcome back to the finish line. I'm Mike Melby, that is Rebecca Pearson, Austin Norman uh, driving the vehicle tonight. I know we got something on the text line about we Formula did. One.
3: Yeah, Scott was uh, texting in about Formula One and uh, asking if I still watch racing in general, which, you know, racing uh, takes time to watch, kind of like playing golf. So I don't watch as much as I used to. Obviously, when I was running the motorsports program, I would watch a lot. But what I like to talk about with Formula One is my time when I lived in Europe and I was in Belgium and being on those tracks in a Mini Cooper. So that's what we raced over oh, in uh, in Europe. And so, uh, you know, I've been on Nürburgring. I've been on Spa, which is, oh, my gosh, right, Spa is just like the best track ever i've been at brands hatch goodwood uh where it's uh i've been to monza i mean i've been to all the tracks obviously we were with mclaren so we went to all the tracks but being on them behind the wheel is a whole nother ball game so that's that's my story on formula one we'll talk more about it in the future let's hear about uh, the oh, latest news well I,
2: the other thing i, I want to mention uh, sean glasscock a, a young man that i know uh that, that's been out at eagle uh, behind the wheel on occasion uh says hey I'm thrilled, man, that there's a local show on racing. So are we. Yeah. Uh, we thought we thought we needed one. Uh, well, there's we're couple, here. Yeah. There's a couple <laughs> of great podcasts on racing. Uh, I know the guys that do it. They do a fantastic job. But you know what? We got a radio station. You love racing. I love racing. We were talking about it. We said, you know what? Let's do a show.
3: Yeah, we're doing it live. We want you to call yep. in, text in, right? You can yep. stop by. We'll come see you. There's all kinds of things. Well, this on is the a live
2: show. Exactly, and the fun part is going to be when we move downtown. And the studio's at 11th and 0. Uh, then oh, when we Then we're say, doing the
3: cars and coffee outside of our coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, we, we that's may. That's what we're to, doing.
2: Yeah, we're going to do cars and yeah. coffee uh-huh. outside. <laughs> uh, a couple of stories nationally. James McFadden and the Roth Motorsports, Dennis and Teresa, man, they have been in the sport for decades. But uh, the Roth Motorsports 83, they were found to be in violation of the rules regarding chemically altering tires. April 14th at Peebley, which is I 55 Speedway. McFadden finished second behind Brad Sweet. Uh, he started, I believe, 14th that night and really came on the last. five five to seven laps way faster the final three or four than sweet but he wasn't able to run him down Uh, the crew took lie detector tests after they found the tire samples to contain some kind of chemical that they knew should not have been in it and every single member of the crew that was at the track that night passed so by world of outlaw rules they can use that knowledge that the polygraphs were passed as consideration as to whether or not they're going to lower the fine of $8,200, the suspension of four races or not. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, they took a sample and the sample contained something that was illegal. So, I mean, it's still alleged that that's what had happened. But those are the facts that we have. But very, very big uh, news out of the world of outlaws. And the other interesting thing is, go back to the last guy that drove the Roth 80s, or Roth Motorsports number 83. Aaron Reitzel and him and his crew were caught putting a world of outlaw approved frame sticker on a frame that had failed inspection for the tubes being too thin. And that happened last year. And again, the the world of outlaws, you don't cheat. It's just one of those things everybody does to some extent, probably you got to do something to get an advantage, but it just seems really weird that especially Dennis and Teresa, they're two of the most respected people in the sport that their car has now been caught uh, in, in some type of a scandal, with the legal parts and the legal substances twice in the well, last two very years.
3: unfortunate and steep penalties right it they're really, going to feel the pain from that well
2: he's going to go from six of the points down to yeah. 17 yeah and, and then at that point we were talking last night Tiger and i were about uh, why even finish the season what's the, the right. point i right. mean you're going to go spend the outlaw people the 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 each team it costs a- right at about nine hundred thousand dollars to run the season Jeez. well if you're in the points and you're going to finish in the top five seven in the points and your payout from the the points fund at the end of the season that's mm-hmm. say <laughs> if you're down <laughs> to seventeen, yeah I, I who knows hopefully yeah. he does hopefully he stays on the series for the year on Tuesday, Alex like for sort of freight in a wreck at us 34 speedway during the high limit series race after colliding with Connor burrell Okay, Morrell collided with him. Uh, he took a sharp left at the end of the front stretch and just took out the entire front end of Bowman's car. Both cars destroyed. morell's wreck was more dramatic, higher and pieces flying, but Bowman landed that last land. He landed right on the rear uh, rear tires. It seems like the shocks were already gone at that point, and he fractures vertebrae. Josh Berry is going to fill in for Bowman in the cup. Car, drives the 48 for Hendricks Motorsports recently filled in for Chase Elliott after Chase Elliott broke his leg snowboarding. So, and, and evidently the, uh, the ally, uh, sprint car number 55 is still going to be going to their races. Jake Swanson's going to fill in for Bowman for the races that they were scheduled to run. That is just such a huge deal. And we're not going to have time to get to it tonight. I had it pulled up over on Twitter, but Tony Stewart gave about a two minute spiel on why he thinks it is. Every racer's right to go race wherever they want to, whenever they want to, as long as it do- doesn't interfere with their full-time job, which is driving a cup car. And I agree with Tony Stewart. Of course I do. I agree with Kyle <laughs> Larson. Of they, they need to be able to go do it. Hendrix Motorsports says so. Gibbs Motorsports says no. They told Christopher Bell three-time chili bowl champion no you cannot race chili bowl nor can you jump in a sprint car anymore
3: yep well now you see why some of them are concerned about it right if you're going to miss a few races no matter how how good your uh, backup driver is it's not the same as your lead driver very true
2: and it's something i'd love to get listeners to chime in on and and local racers to chime in on because we have all got our favorite uh, racers and that type of stuff but it's it is such a good topic to to discuss and to kyle larson's point that he made i know on one of the high limit broadcasts uh, podcast earlier this week those races, the same sponsors are sponsoring the, the sprint cars that are sponsoring the Cup cars. They want the exposure.
3: Yeah, it also uh, is some interesting to talk about how much the racers don't want to leave Dirt Track behind, right? They all get started in Dirt Track and they go to Cup. I mean, how can you not? It's the professional series. There's yes. so much money, but they love dirt racing, right? So that's why we're here to talk about dirt racing. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I love dirt racing. She loves pavement racing. doesn't make any difference. Racing's racing. We love all of it. We want to know what you guys want to hear about. We're going to tell you about a lot more of it. One week from today, an hour prior oh, to right now. Anyway, seven o'clock next Sunday night. The finish line. will be back. Uh Mike, Rebecca, you're probably gonna be back in. I hope Austin will be here because otherwise we gotta find somebody else to drive.
6: Um
3: <laughs> we'll good, be here.
2: Yes, good for show. Thank you so much for Thank giving you, us Mike. the opportunity to have some fun with this. I think it's gonna be a fantastic show and local racers. Uh this is your platform.
3: Tell everybody, tell your friends, let yep. them know we have a motorsports show. We want you to be a part of the community.
2: Come jump on the uh, the platform that is the finish line here on 937. The ticket